So just how big is it? Just how big is it anyway? You know, I just got off the telephone not 30 minutes ago with an appraiser here in Kentucky who says there was some debate about square footage. They didn't like what he came up with. They hired another appraiser. The other appraiser came out and appraised it for 150 square feet more than what he came up with. Then they hired a third appraiser because they didn't like the second appraiser's number either. (laughs) Even though he was bigger, they hired a third appraiser and he came out and he was eight square feet difference from the very first appraiser. At least they were a little bit more consistent. Does it really matter? And are things changing? Come back in just a second, we'll talk about it. Hi, this is Brian Reynolds. You're listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast, brought to you by Appraiser eLearning. And uh, we've got some stuff to talk about. And uh, I brought back the uh, the measurement guru. <laughs> I call him Mr. Antsy. Mr. Hamp Thomas, welcome to the program, my friend. How are you? Hello, everybody. Good. Glad to be here. Hey, and before we really get knee deep into this topic, and, and by the way, to let everyone know, we're talking about ANSI 2020, right? They're going to be making, they're already in the process of making revisions to ANSI. They've got, uh, you know, ANSI Z765, which is the, the, the document we refer to a lot uh, for the, the measurement standard. And that was last published in 2013. So for those of you that don't already know, they're working on a 2020 edition and uh, making some changes. And we're going to get into that. That's the purpose of this podcast. But Hamp, uh, how are you doing? I want to take just a moment to say I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to hear from you. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. Tell my listeners uh, what recently happened to you. Yeah, we got to experience the COVID virus for ourselves there. And I guess I learned that it affects everybody differently. And it ended up for me about three weeks of the sleeping sickness, I called it. I would sleep 18 to 20 hours a day. I mean, I couldn't function. And wear your mask, do whatever. It's very real. Luckily, I didn't have to go to the hospital. So I avoided that. But there were some days, you know, you're thinking, well, should I go? Should I not go? And anyway, it's for real. It's not something you want to discover for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I, you know, I hate to say welcome to the club because I, (laughs) I wouldn't wish that on, on anyone. You know, I had it and I did end up in the hospital and, and, and thank goodness you, you didn't, didn't have to end up in the hospital. So what, what were your symptoms? Let, let my listeners know what, you know. Yeah, I mean, it really, it started off with the cough, you know, the yeah. cough, and your sense of smell and the food tastes like cardboard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, it's just like having the flu really. And then it kind of gets a little worse than that. And it really evidently depends on what blood type you have a lot. And yeah. while someone in your shape would go to the hospital, you wouldn't think, that you would have a problem with that. Right, you know, right. Like you're overweight and don't ever get any exercise or whatever. 
So it affects, you know, even if you're young and in good shape, you can still get affected by this. Yeah, it's really serious stuff, guys. So take take this serious. It, I mean, we're not out of the woods yet. And, and I've always said, don't live your life in fear. You know, I mean, you can't become a hermit. I mean, I guess you could try, but I'm not going to do that. But we do need to try to be safe. You know, I picked up an, a couple of extra bottles of the hand sanitizer the other day, and it's it's in my truck, and I use it all the time i've always been really good wash my hand kind of guy but now I, I keep that stuff around and and you know i use it with regularity so was it just you hamper did other members of your family get it too uh, and they told my wife that guaranteed that she was going to get it and mm. knock on something you know she never got any oh, good. symptoms of it so we good. were glad you know we we're kind of able you know i stayed in my little part and she <laughs> stayed in hers and We've, we're really good now about cleaning hands and all that stuff. And some yeah. people that we know have gotten it twice. Oh, so goodness. Oh, it goodness. can happen. So, well, I'm glad to see you back. You're feeling good now? You're, yeah, you're feeling good. Everything's good. back to normal. Thank goodness. Good. Matt, it, it, it had you down for, what would you say, about three weeks? About three weeks. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Locked me out. Yeah. Well, well, thank thank the good Lord you're, you're doing well and you're back and, uh, and I wish I wish no one else gets it. You know, it's it's not not a fun thing by any measure. Well, let's uh, let's dive into the subject matter that we're we're here to talk about. Uh, you know, for some of the listeners, they are aware of what we're talking about. There might be some listeners that don't have a clue what we're talking about. So, just let's do a real quick recap. Let everyone uh, that's listening know: number one, what is ANSI? What what's the purpose of it? And then number two, what what have we been dealing with over the last? Uh, I guess I guess not quite a year now. Yeah, March. Yeah. It's been going on for a while. So so let our listeners know what is ANSI, uh, the importance of it, and uh, and where we're at with it right now. Yeah, and I mean ANSI is really it's the only you know nationally recognized measurement standard that appraisers or agents have, for that matter. You know, if you want to measure something and be able to go in court or in front of a judge and say, this is how I measured it, you know, and you've got a document to back that up, you know, it's just a smart business practice to use the name that everybody knows. And since we started in March, you know, ANSI 2020, we're getting ready to run out of 2020 if we don't get this done soon. But they've just come out with a second exposure on this thing. And we got so much response last time when we did one of these podcasts and asked people to send in comments. And when we just got out this new update, we've almost got some of the same kind of issues. And so we need to ask for your help again. We need some more comments to go in. I think we had like 41 last time. I thought it was awesome. And we need to try to do that again before this thing gets signed into you know, I don't know how long it'll be before they update it again, but we need mm -hmm. to try to get it right. Yeah, so so let me tell you what, how I feel the importance of this is, is I was just in a court case. So, I mean, we, we looked at the property uh, right before I got COVID. So it was back in March and uh, before March 17th, I looked at a property. Well, then court got put on hold and then got put on hold. And so we, we didn't finish the appraisal probably till August or something like that. And I didn't realize, um, talk to the attorney and, you know, we're going to court. 
and uh, come to find out the other appraiser and I, and I like him, he's a good guy, but uh, he and I had a difference in square footage of the subject property, Ham. And, uh, and so I thought, well, God, I could have made a mistake. Who knows? So I ran back over and remeasured the house. And I took photographs. I, I used, this time I used a, uh, the old-fashioned, the old-fashioned, you know, fiberglass tape. And I took a picture of me stretched out with the tape and what the square, you know, what the measurements were on, on each, each direction of the house. And so when I was in court and when I was testifying, I said, I want to read a couple things. And I brought those pictures out. And of course, opposing counsel was like, this, this was not part of the discovery. He cannot present, you know, he was trying to get on me that I was presenting new information. And I finally said, your honor, these are just my notes. I'm not trying to present exhibits here. That's not my job. I'm not the attorney. I, these are just my personal notes. I'm going to quote, oh man, opposing counsel went nuts because I said, I'm going to quote a KAR and uh, I just printed this out to read it so that I make sure that I don't misquote it. I said, so 201 KAR 30. Uh, 040 professional standards of practice section two calculation of square footage the standard for the calculation and reporting of the above grade square footage and below grade square footage in a single family house shall be the american national standard for single family residential building square footage method for calculating ANSI z765 2013 oh man that opposing counsel was going nuts and then i pull up ANSI and i read uh, calculation of square foot footage to adhere uh, to claim adherence to the standard. The following measure, measurement calculation must be employed. When using English measurement units, the house is measured to the nearest inch or tenth of a foot. The final square footage is reported to the nearest whole square footage. So basically, what I'm trying to say in a nutshell: the other appraiser didn't do it in accordance. That's why you do it to exactly that reason. <laughs> And didn't do it to the KAR that requires us in Kentucky to do it. And man, you could just, you could hear that other attorney just, I mean, the steam was coming off of him. Now, the, the thing that should have happened is the attorney I was working for should have submitted that as exhibits. I mean, that should have been. But anyway, my point is, guys, a house is only one size. The house doesn't grow and shrink. It is whatever it is. It's a thousand feet. It's twelve hundred feet. Whatever it is. So one of the thing, one of the areas, Ham, uh, that has been a common misconception, is when we get to slope seal. It's just like you talking about the guy. You had eight square feet difference between the first and the third mm -hmm. guy, and the second guy's a hundred and fifty. You know, eight we can live with. Twenty <laughs> we can probably live with. 150 something is wrong in there that that's pretty significant in the size house we're talking about you know i mean if it's a if it's a twelve thousand square foot home there's 150 square feet meaningful you know probably not but in the size house we're talking it was substantial i mean it could be another bedroom for crying out loud so let's let's revisit with our our listeners a moment probably the most significant change that has been you know kind of pending um maybe in the history of ANSI. I don't know. Uh, but let's talk about this. First of all, tell the listeners 
what is the current rule with measuring slope ceilings? Because that's a common misconception with the appraisal community. I start where my shoulder hits the wall. <laughs> I start where my head hits the slope. Well, that's the case. Send me your shortest appraiser. My house will be bigger, right? So what? <laughs> that's the whole problem that we've had the debate. The reason we need to update this because it depends on who you ask as right. to what the measurement is. You know, the whole point is, do you add for the exterior wall? You go up to the five-foot point, and either you add for an exterior wall or you don't. The way I've always taught it is that you do not add for an exterior wall mm -hmm. because if you look at the picture in the 2013 edition, it shows it on the inside wall. Mm -hmm. But depending on how you read it, you can make an argument for adding exterior walls. Yeah, yeah. So before, but, and, and we'll get into that knee deep in just a second, but before we even talk about exterior walls, for those out there listening that really don't know where to start, because we have people say, start where my shoulder hits or outside divided by two. So you mentioned five foot a moment ago. Let our listeners know what, what we do know when it comes to slope ceilings. What is the current rule for ANSI? Where do you start? Yeah, and really, I mean, you put the tape measure on the floor, you go up to the five foot point on the slope ceiling, and that's where your measurement starts. Okay, so I go up to laser, whatever. Yeah, laser, whichever way you want to do it. But you just start, so you, you, you would come out from the actual wall covering. Exactly. A foot, a foot and a half, two foot, what, wherever five foot starts on that slope. Yeah. And then you would measure across to the other five foot mark on the slope, right? The five foot mark. Exactly. And then there's one more little caveat with that. And it, it is that half of that dimension has to have a ceiling height of what? Seven feet or more. Seven feet or more. So theoretically, if you go upstairs and you're in a, in a slope ceiling and the entire area has a ceiling height of six foot four inches, you don't count it for ANSI, right? Not GLA. Okay. So there's other ways that you can kind of count for that. And, and we'll talk about that another time and another podcast or, or take Hamp's course. That'll tell you all about it. But, uh, but let's talk about the proposed change here because – Hamp brings up a, a good idea, you know, or, or a thought when we ask users and appraisers across the country, do you add to the thickness of the outside wall or not? Many say they do, and many say they don't. Um, and, and really, we understand why there's, it's a little ambiguous, because the standard does not say add thickness to the outside wall, but it doesn't say not to either. <laughs> That's why you can say you follow ANSI and measure it either way. And that's yeah. the whole problem. Yeah, that is the problem. So the committee, the 2020 consensus committee brought this up and, and just to bring everybody up to speed and you can go to homeinnovation.com and find all this information. Include, uh, I'll, I'll include a link on this uh, uh, when we send out this, this podcast tomorrow. But the issue is, do you add thickness for, or not? So the committee actually had made a decision and they were going to require you to add thickness only on one wall. And, and we'll get, you know, you can go back and look historically why they made that decision. But it was an eight, it was a everybody against two vote 
And what we did is we, we had some podcasts. We did, Hamp and I did some webinars, and we asked people to get involved. And, you know, the consensus committee received 44 comments, and about 40 of them was on this very topic. So thank you to all you appraisers that got involved, and we're really kind of asking you to get involved again. Um, so, so during the last meeting, which was virtual, people could have attended that. And I believe you did, Hamp. Um, they they took questions from folks. They got comments from folks. Well, they voted, and uh, so the vote was to say that you're going to start five foot, measure across to the other five foot. That's still half the area has to have ceiling height of seven feet or higher still in place. But they've given clarity and said you do not add thickness for wall. So that way, it doesn't matter who it is. If you measure in accordance to this standard, you should get the same square footage, right? It should make us – I mean, that's the goal, isn't it, Hamp, is to get us all consistent? That's what standard's all about. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter if I send 20 appraisers out there. They ought to get the same – they ought to get the same size, for crying out loud, right? So, so now let's talk about where you and I see a potential problem. The goal was to get it consistent, and the goal was to say you measure starting at the five-foot mark, you measure across, and that's it. Boom, you're done. Here's the language that they've added. Space where ceiling is less than five feet is not counted in area. But then they put into parentheses right after that, wall thickness where ceiling is less than five feet is not included. Hamp, does that clear everything up? Is it crystal clear now? Clear as mud. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the statement on the bottom should, in my opinion, should not even be in there at all. I mean, we all know we're not going to count anything less than five feet. The sketch on the left-hand side looks good. It shows yeah. inside wall to inside wall. Yeah. But then that text comes over there and confuses everything again. It's confusing in that... <laughs> It says what to not what not to do if it's less than five feet, but it it's silent on what to do if it's above five feet, and it's really kind of redundant, isn't it? Exactly. it? If on one hand we say the space where the ceiling less than five feet's not counted, doesn't it go without saying that the wall thickness where the ceiling is less than five feet is not included? Well, duh, you told me not to include anything less than five feet, so. Of course, wall thickness below five feet isn't included. What we want to know, what, what, the, what the question that is still unanswered is, what about the wall thickness above five feet? So I think, <laughs> I think they need to clean that up a little bit. Uh, the moral of the story is the intent is that you do not include wall thickness on slope ceilings, period. Yeah, that one little statement, take out the stuff in the parentheses and add, do not add the width of an exterior wall. Right, right. Yeah, you that, know, the that. sketch is so-so, but we can live with the sketch. But that text, really, that's what I hope people will write in and ask them to change that text that they added. Yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, once again, the public has an opportunity to make comments. Tell, uh, tell them uh, the time frame that they have, Hamp, to make some comments. And you've only, it's through November 8th. 
So they're going to take public comments up to November 8th. So we really don't have a lot of time to work, but sometimes that's a good thing, you know. Yeah. Please yeah. take a few minutes and do this. You know, they've been working on this for so long, and I hope it comes out by 20, you know, the end of 2020. But I hate to get to this point and then not get in there what the whole objective was in the first place, you know, to clarify this measurement. Right, right. So everyone listening right now, please, 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 please consider taking just a moment of your time. You can send an email for crying out loud. If you go to homeinnovation.com forward slash Z765, you'll find an area there to click on where you can make public comment. You have until November the 8th to do so. And uh, we highly encourage you to let the committee know please, please consider making a public comment. Uh, the standard is up, the proposed standard. This is in draft form. It is up. You can look at it. You can decide if you like it or hate it. Uh, but we certainly would want your comment, if at all possible. Please take a moment of your time and make a comment. And then I assume after November 8th, they'll collect all those comments, have another meeting, if the board decides not to make any any additional changes, which I hope they do, uh, but if they don't, I assume a final vote will occur and it'll be finalized. Hopefully, they'll fix this, Hamp. I mean, it, it needs to be fixed. So do I understand this right? If they do fix this like we're asking them to, does that mean we got to go through another public comment? Period. I believe I believe so. Yes, because okay, so they're we're not going to make twenty twenty. They're 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 you would be changing the potential change again, you know? And, uh, and I think anytime they change course, they put that back open for public comment again. And, and that's just me talking as Brian Reynolds. I'm not a hundred percent sure of that, but uh, if history tells us anything, that's, that's how it would work. So uh, guys, we do need appraisers to get minutes. Yeah, please, you know, take five minutes, do it right now. You know, send the email and it'll be done and over with. But it made a difference what you did last time. So we're asking you, please do it one more time. Boy, didn't it? I mean, I, I, I honestly, 44 comments with 40 on this issue. I most, most definitely think appraisers getting involved made a difference. Don't you, Ham? Absolutely. And I mean, where else do we have the opportunity to participate in something like this? So you know they're going to read what you send in. So if you always say you want to have a voice, you've got a voice this time. Yeah, you really do. And we would, again, as Hamp said, we encourage you guys to, to take just a few minutes of your time and make a comment. Um, even, I mean, maybe you don't agree with what Hamp and I are saying. That's fine. You know, you still have the ability to, to voice your concerns or approval or disapproval. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about this. Uh, you can get involved and make a difference, and and we're we're highly recommending that appraisers do just that. So, absolutely. Hamp, what else is on the agenda? You got anything else going on? <laughs> we're actually working hard on the new ANSI class, and whenever this update comes out, you know I'm doing new slides and sketches, and of course got a big section on the ANSI 2020 update. So. Or whenever that comes out, you know, we're going to release this new course and hopefully get you to teach some of that next year. So we're anyway, working hard on that right now. And I will tell you that I just found out I'm going to be a grandpa for the third time. Hey, congratulations. My 35-year-old daughter is pregnant. 
oh, Papa. <laughs> there, there was a few black hairs left, and now they're all gone. They're all gone now. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Hey, Hamp, if somebody wants to reach out to you, I know you have a certification program in, uh, in what's called Home Measurement Specialist. Uh, if somebody wants to reach out to you and talk to you about that or talk about these proposed changes to ANC, how can somebody get in touch with you? Yeah, you can get me at pinehurstappraiser at gmail.com or 910-603-2690. Great, great. Hamp, thanks so much for being here. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, and unfortunately, you know, I uh, I call you at last minute. And say, hey, I need help. <laughs> Can you jump in? Good. Uh, we were walking the dogs. It worked out. And, <laughs> and you're and you're so kind to 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 take a minute of your time. So I want you to know, I I appreciate that. I know my listeners do as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Appraisal Update podcast brought to you by Appraisal Learning. I'm Brian Reynolds, your host for Mr. Hamp Thomas, Mr. Ancy. Thank you for being here part of the program uh please take a just take a moment to voice your opinion on this uh critical change facing our industry uh, we hope to see your name uh on a comment and uh, hopefully we can get some really good things done until next time be safe take precautions uh, live your life have fun and happy appraising the appraisal update podcast is brought to you by appraiser e-learning